Shepard, you're good. This is your fearless commissioner, Tom Hart, side-by-side co-commissioner, Comrades. Together, this is the Champions Podcast. It really is the Champions Podcast, isn't it, Tom? Right, that that name really has come uh, has has come around to be fact. You know, we we called it what we were. You were in Denver. I was in Wyoming. We we're like, fuck it, let's record a podcast at the kitchen table real quick. We'll see how it goes. And we didn't put too much effort into coming up with a name, <laughs> but it stuck. I think it's great. It's great, and we are, of course, in the champs division. We are tied at the top of the champs division. We are the champs of the champs. It's great. It's, it's great. beautiful. Yeah, it's a great, great day to be here with everybody at home listening. We got you some week three in review, some week four previews. We'll give you a, a little bit of a, a, a midweek filler on what the big trade was because in this league there's always got to be one, one three-way trade a, trade a week now, it seems like. I guess so. I gotta, I gotta get on that. I gotta make friends first, I think. But yeah. then, once you make so, friends, Tom, the the world will be your oyster. In, in two weeks, maybe, maybe I can make a friend a week. <laughs> Who likes me? Who? No, no. I did a quick scan down the list. Nobody likes me. Yeah. But any uh, news on your end, Kyle? Before we, you know, want to share. You know, we're 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 personalities here. You know, we're. We're Skip Bayless and Stephen A here. You know they they come to us not for our takes but for our for who we are as, as people. So share if I you like, must. I like to think of us as like the Manning cast from last night. If you watched it, I did not. But, but so you know Eli and Peyton, how they're doing? Yes, yeah, so you're you're clearly Peyton in that you're trying to like run this you know analytically driven like skill driven type show. Where you're talking about players' deficiencies and stuff. And I'm just, and Eli you're just dancing giving there. you a double bird on live air. For no oh, reason. did he do that? <laughs> he did. It's it's a great picture. Uh, it's great. Yeah, I'm proud of him. It's those scrappy giants. But yeah, otherwise, uh, nothing really going on. Other than we would like to thank co-commissioner Alex Serluco for stepping in and uh, helping push this trade through tonight, so that Joe and Vince can go ahead and get their waiver claims early waivers all around here everyone yep um only announcement on my end is just thank you to everyone who's been through three weeks and this wacky ass trade brand new plunder rule everyone's been getting their info in by tuesday morning quite quickly seamlessly never had to prod anyone more than once which is rare for this league usually um, I'm twisting, I'm, I'm twisting elbows and shoulders and cracking skulls just to get someone to be like, "Yeah, I'll take the big show in the pro wrestling fantasy game." <laughs> but no, no, it's been amazing, and yeah. now I experience true sadness as we get into week three in review. Yeah, so let's talk about your sadness right away, because that's the one that, okay. that was one of my favorites to watch this week, where you lost by how many points, Tom? Um, point two. Tom, do you remember a closer game? <laughs> I don't. 
<laughs> we have had a tie. We That's in true. the pre in the pre decimal era, we have had ties. But I don't think we've had a point one game yet. <laughs> we've had a point three game. Yeah. This without checking notes at all. The the epic duel to take sole possession of winningest owner of all time, of course in Tom Hart fashion, right at the cusp of glory. Yeah. Falls just a little short. Yeah. It was very disappointing. Very disappointing. I really it really hit me like three separate times. <laughs> so I was like I started out like kinda good for the noon games. You know, I wasn't blowing anything away, but you know, Christian McCaffrey already went down. I had plenty plenty of reasons to be confident through most of Sunday morning. Yeah. And then then the afternoon games, trash. Trash, trash, trash. But you know, something about Miami going to overtime gave me a little bit of hope. <laughs> Which was foolish because he got about one more carry for ten yards. Miles Gaskin, that is Miami running back. Oh, he was almost going to get a touchdown. Yards. Miami was even in the red zone trying to get a touchdown. They're like, you know what? Let's put in Brown. Let's do a little wildcat. Screw Miles Gaskin. We're going to do some wildcat to beat the Raiders in 2021. <laughs> and uh, how did that work for you, Tom? Terrible, terrible Sunday night. You know, my recent plunder, Debo Samuel, 10 targets. Happy with that. Happy with 10 targets. Uh, only caught half of them for, you know, barely 10 yards a catch. So terrible. But, you know, it's something. Come Sunday night, ooh, Jalen Hurts starts with an interception. Amari Cooper's barely involved. And then it's still, still Wilson just barely ekes out just enough points. And that's with the mighty CMC going out relatively early in the Thursday night game. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of narratives we could talk about of why this could be a blowout one way or another. Like, obviously, a full Christian McCaffrey makes this not much of a contest. At the end of the day, we both were 140s. Both of us underperformed. I just underperformed more. Big thing I see kind of systematically is my whole roster had two touchdowns. Not ideal. Like, like that's to get 140 with basically no touchdowns. One of them is a passing. So I got 130 points, 131.52 without any touchdowns. That's that's. I mean, that's fine. Like that that can win you some games if you have like average amount of touchdowns. Wilson, on the other hand, I believe I counted eight touchdowns. Yeah. Which is a lot. Which is a lot. His guys weren't really, like, here. you got 30 yards here, you got under 200 yards passing here. Not very many stellar performances outside DJ Moore, but touchdowns win games. That's literally how you score points in real football, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, he, I think, you know. He scored more points. Yes, yes, he did. Or a lot. What do you any anything you have to add? I think the than, uh, the big thing here was out of the four quarterbacks, who would have thought Ryan Tannehill would have the most rushing yards? Right, you got the wild Daniel Jones and Lamar Jackson, but no, 
getting outrushed by Ryan Tannehill and that mighty Tennessee offense. Bullshit. Absolutely bullshit. I could have been 3-0 and against all the top teams in the division. The only teams in the chance division that matter. I'd be undefeated. At least get tiebreaker over them. Sole possession of undefeated. But no, point two points separated me from basically clinching playoffs, clinching maybe even a top half seed with these tiebreakers. <laughs> no plunders, even yet the only one to say that. But no, I'm middle of the pack, basically in our division now because everyone's fucking two in one. It's like it's like the, the year hadn't even started yet. I'm just starting over. Oh, All yeah, my hopes and dreams. I was I was thinking about how I'd be you know six and zero before bye weeks. The way my team was cruising. <sighs> there goes so many hypotheticals torn away from my imagination. Okay, we can move on now, right? I was gonna say, we, did you get that out of your system there, Tom? That long soliloquy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to forcibly move you on to... It's okay. It'll bleed over just fine. We're going to move on to one of the, uh, I would say, bigger upsets of the week with Patterson coming back. Right? he He's up there now, tied up for the top of the division in the Chumps division, making us former champs proud with a demolishing 173 against Sir Luca's 129. Yeah, is Patterson the new favorite? To come back and join the champs division could be. I mean, DK Metcalf finally had a great game. We had a, a, you know, not like we're mentioning me again, but Tyler Lockett, you know, had his infamous, (laughs) you know, single digit scoring effort, as always. Metcalf reaped the benefits there. Yep. And Jefferson somehow. The Minnesota Vikings can support can support two stud wide receivers. Kirk Cousins, I guess, is is good enough for fantasy football. Yeah, but yeah, big win. I mean, twenty points from a defense from the Shanahanigans. Stellar performance for Patterson. Anything to write at home about on Sir Luco's side? Going from two and zero to tied with many others. I mean, again, for Saluko's side, he had a couple things that didn't go his way. Um, biggest one was Tyreek Hill. Um, you would expect more than nine points. But then again, like he got more than he probably should have out of Brandon Cooks. Like Brandon Cooks has been an outstanding receiver so far this year for the amount of money Saluko paid for him. Currently wide receiver seven, just absolutely phenomenal. And I mean, the, the biggest thing is Saluko had a lot of guys that did okay, not great. But he had, you know, two or three guys that just underperformed significantly. Sterling Shepard. We already talked about Tyreek Hill. Like, Tyreek Hill is should be his number one scoring person, right? And he's just, he's not. So, when that happens, it's going to be hard. I mean, I think the bigger thing is, finally we saw some of the explosiveness on Patterson's side. Saquon Barkley finally showing up, having a game. You already talked about Metcalf and Jordan Jefferson. Uh, Michael Pittman still being a very solid pick. I mean, he's getting targeted out the wazoo. And, of course, everybody's you know picked to start the year. The number one overall defense, the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? So, <sighs> big implications in this one with Patterson getting a clutch divisional victory against Sir Luco. 
Um, granted, there's a lot of two and one teams out there right now in the league. There's actually seven. Seven teams <laughs> in the league are two and one. But uh, I feel like mathematically, it doesn't make much sense. But that's okay. Yeah. So, what game would you like to talk about next? Ooh, let's move on down. Let's get your matchup out of the way with. You know, talk about two and one teams. We got sorry, sorry, Joe. Now, <laughs> oh and three, oh and three, oh and three. Thanks to you, Kyle. Kyle, you of course on a hot streak. I believe second top score of the week. No, this was Patterson beat me this week, but. Yeah, not your second week being first. Your, I guess your first week being second, I presume. Yes. I, I don't think you were second week one. So, Yep, still only the only team to have gone above 150 every week now. That's worth something. Derrick Henry, maybe his worst performance yet for you. A measly 113 yards, sneaking a two-point conversion, and 28 fucking carries, and... Yeah, he twenty twenty one. Yeah, I love it. Give give me all the touches for Derrick Henry, and then like again, Aaron Jones with nineteen. Um, yeah, Najee Harris with Big Ben not being able to throw like more than ten yards downfield. Najee Harris got nineteen targets. Like I just ridiculous. My whole just unfathomable. My whole game plan would just be target monster like portion share team. I think I got that. So that way, even when I have, like, you know, Hawkinson doing poorly or when I have an injury to, like, Deontay Johnson, like, I'm still going to be hopefully okay. And then, you know, obviously, you know, Trevor Lawrence has been uh, really bad. <laughs> yeah, he, he's currently on pace to break Jameson's, uh, or Jameson's uh, 30 turnovers kind of a thing, which is not, not good, but he's not also following up with the touchdowns. So, right, you'd like you'd like some garbage time to make up for that. You would, but uh, not happening. So yeah, I not, got that week one and uh, never since. But then on Joe's side, really the unfortunate part is you know his receivers, Hollywood Brown, his first game kind of underperforming. But then again, like that that Ravens Lions game was weird to begin with. Um, Noah Fant coming up short. I mean, he was lucky that Mattinson got the. Got the full start with uh, Dalvin Cook going out late. Right. You know, so good on that end. You know, otherwise he would have been, I guess he probably would have thrown in either Sony Michelle or uh, Emmanuel Sanders. But it, again, to get 23 out of a guy that you pick up midweek, not bad at all. But yeah, it's just it's another week where Joe would have beaten a number of teams. But unfortunately for him, he came up short. Yeah, fortunately, yeah, he's in the he's in the wrong division, I guess, because he's going to face all these top teams, of course, a few more times than the others. So, logically, he is more likely to have some tougher opponents. Yeah. Poor Joe, with a fine, if not like slightly below average, game. Where are we headed next? Yeah, let's go ahead and look at. Um, let's see. I guess let's look at Vinny versus Acosta. Fair. You know, it's it's unexciting. Right. We had our we just had one zero and three side by side, ready for the toilet bowl with Joe. 
We got Vinny and his bitches. Finally, a good Josh Allen game. Yeah. Right. Four touchdowns. Still not many carries. He's not really. Maybe. Maybe he's he's Josh Allen. You know, working on that big contract. Just wants to stay healthy now. And ain't running the ball anymore. I don't know. Nine rushing yards for Josh Allen, who historically, you know, gets like a handful of free points. Trust me. But beside 37.22 points, pretty stellar. But Nick Chubb being just real as one-dimensional of a running back as you can get, right? 22 carries, you know, pretty good workload these days. 84 yards is kind of like a good running back performance, but in fantasy, that's 8.4 points. His second string running back, Kareem Hunt, was involved in the red zone and in the passing game and, you know, a change of pace back gotten 27 points from the second stringer who of course got plundered r.i.p r.i.p <sighs> but um for me for me on the side again it was more just like acosta for better or worse is going to be i think one of the more stable teams in his division he kind of always or not always but now he's performing kind of at least mid-level for the rest of the you know jumps kind of a thing so it's nice to see, you know, in weeks where his highly paid Kyle Pitts and uh, Julio Jones and, you know, the historically bad performance by Justin Fields, RIP Bears fans, hopes and dreams. You know, it's like, even on weeks where they're doing, okay, you know, bad, he is able to get balled out by otherworldly performances, by Cup, by Zeke, you know, stuff like that. So, for me, this game says more about where Acosta's going, and then on the opposite side... As we saw, Vince had to shake some things up. So he's got a lot of fresh blood coming in this week. And we'll see how it works for him. Yeah. But, uh, I, I just did a little bit of math. Vince, I know you're listening. I offered you a trade involving, of course, Chubb and Hopkins. I did the math. If you would have accepted that trade, you would have won. Well, there But you're 0-3. It's okay. It's okay. Sometimes I do try to help you. Oh, you have better I probably would have won one. two, Kyle. I probably would have won two, Kyle. I don't know if I would have. I would have. I would have shat the bed because I would have Chubb and Hopkins on my starting team. Wouldn't have been great. So um, yeah, not much else to say about this one, and that gets us then to our last game. Some uh, some frenemies going at it. Is that what these are? I like to think so. Like they're they're friendly in real life, enemies. In the fantasy realm, with Gert and Cash going against each other, um, really, this game was I, kind of a surprising outcome. You know, I didn't expect. You know, when when we saw in the afternoon slate, Dalvin Cook had to play for Castro because he decided to put Deshaun Watson on his bench and not drop him to secure the safety of Cook. I, I did not think that he would even get close. He got a lot closer than I thought. So, I mean... Credit. But who would, he, who would even slot in? Like, he would have had to make a, a waiver pickup to make anything. Because no one on his bench... He lost by 10, right? Right, but it's like he, he could have potentially played somebody to get close, which I understand. It's, he still would have lost. But it's and like... He would have lost Dalvin. Well, uh, no, he, yeah. Because yeah, he, 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 he couldn't put it on IR in the... His second round of decision making, given that once he knew the score, 
he made the right call to leave Cook in. Right. Uh, he should have, yeah, planned to, you know, days ahead and had an open IR spot for him. Yeah, so, I mean, again, the biggest reason, you know, he lost was the <laughs> minus two points from his defense. Literally would have... If he would have not started that defense and then, you know, just start no defense and then put in, you know, Tomate Parker, he would have won. That, that's all you need. But, of, you know, of course... But no, Castro is the only one-win team we have. You're either 2-1 Joe and fucking Vince. <laughs> and that makes Castro. On the other side, great performance from Garrett as far as... Again, some of his star players are kind of underperforming, but he's got arguably one of the biggest steals of the draft in Mike Williams, who is destroying everything in his path. And like he he's great. He's being targeted a lot by Herbert. It, easily one of the best pickups that, that Gary's right. had in recent memory in the in the auction. Outside of that, though, it was nice to see Gibson break a big play. And then, really, the only like the only part of his teams that are suspect again, Allen Robinson with the Bears' offense and that historic, you know, we're, I'm not going to dwell too much on it, but for the Bears fans, but it's bad. Beautiful. It's bad. We all we all very much know what that was, what was what, how terrible that was. Yeah, but you he know, when your offense has one passing yard, how much can Allen Robinson really have? Yeah, I mean, Garrett's got to start to get worried for Robinson, who's currently the rank 70 wide receiver for us, kind of a thing. Um, not not good, but yeah. And the thing Jonathan is, Jonathan Taylor's got to be disappointed in him too. You know, that was that was he was you know maybe a top 15, top 12 in terms of like auction value. Yeah, drafted I'm, running back, young guy. You hoped to, for, to see him take a step forward, like. Eight points. Yeah, it's not it's not a lot, expect. but again, like he Jordan, he got the win. I was to say, like Taylor still doesn't have a touchdown on the year, which I think is just a, a weird outlier because the Colts are historically bad in the red zone right now. But it's like the volume is there. I expect he'll get better as the season goes on, and he's still better than who Garrett could probably get off the bench. So I mean, if that's the least of his worries, is Robinson and Taylor, he's still going to be in good shape going forward. But good for Garrett. He's keeping up pace in that tough, tough champs division. He goes to two and one alongside me and Kyle and Wilson. Yeah. Fuck. So um, real quick. The division of death. Yeah, the division of death indeed. Uh, so Tom, in case you didn't know, all five champs have scored more points than all five chumps. Still. Yes. Uh, in fact, me being the highest-ranked champ, I've scored 140 more points than Vince. Tommy played, that's a whole week. That's I've I played a whole week more than Vince. You could take a week. You could take next week off if you want. I I won't. I need to rub Vince's face in it, having just traded with him. That's true. So uh, yeah, other than that, really the only thing to talk about this week because we have not yet hit waivers. Uh, the three-way trade in which Joe and Vince basically swapped half their teams, and then I just got Aaron Rodgers. Right. There's also all the plundering that went on. 
Yeah, not not a not really anything super great from the plunder. Other than I would say Acosta getting Cordell Patterson could be interesting. Right, because if that if his role in Atlanta stays, stays the same, yeah. I don't know what the hell. Atlanta is a weird team this year. If nothing else, just for the flexibility. Or maybe just bad. You know. Yeah, he's he's the guy that's going to be startable when we start to get to the the bye weeks. Definitely. So, so. here's the deal. Give me the story of how this three-way trade came together who talked to who who was the initiator who was the bitch um just trying to fall in line with the other two yeah, lay so it on the floor for me late late last night as the eagle uh cowboy game was unfolding vince decided to you know put up his whole team on the trading block uh as many people in this league know Vince is like the girl who you're dating or trying to date and like leaves you on red all the time. That's Vince when it comes to trade talks. So I, I tried to call him out. I was like, Vince, trade me. And uh, from there, Vince and my line of communication was open. We were sending communi- we were texting back and forth. Then Joe over here chirping away, chirp, 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 chirp. I'm like, hey, let's let's all get together and have a three way. And uh, we did. So everybody got something that they wanted. I personally think that I don't think Joe's team got better, but he he needed to do a switch up. When you have two zero and three teams swapping players, it's hard to see anybody win. But I think right I got two zero and three teams, and then the guy with the most points in the whole league swap just like getting gifted, you know, an elite quarterback. Yeah, swapped the big Ben out for Aaron Rodgers. I'm I'm okay with this. And a bench player. Yeah. Yeah, and a bench player. So we'll we'll see how that goes this week, but Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. So Tom, let's go into some f- week 4 matchups. A lot of 2 and one action going on this week as as you would expect, the way our uh, they're looking. God, they're fucking all two and one. Yeah, seven two and one teams. <laughs> okay, so let's get the zero and threes out of the way. Is that the logical way to go yeah, through these matchups? Yeah, get, it's, it's gonna be. So let's go ahead. Let's talk about you versus Joe. Joe obviously is gonna have to do some some maneuvering with his roster right now. He he's gonna be getting some help. You know, from I was assuming the waiver wire, and then moving uh, obviously Sutton and Hopkins into up, up into it. So, Tom, right now, how you feeling going up against Joe this week? Do you think you can make him zero and four? I mean, everybody else has done just fine against him. I don't see why this will be any different. My team, you know, struggled last week, kind of for the first time. But really, overall, the opportunities were still there for him. My, my players were very much involved. I have no reason to think my team has suddenly gotten bad. Are any of my matchups so bad that worries me? I mean, Daniel Jones versus New Orleans, which apparently is the best defense, might get his ass bench because Joe Burrows, you know, against Jacksonville. Other than, I mean, nothing is worrying me at all. That's shocking because I can't really pick any single one of your matchups that I like. That's okay. They just need to be not. You think you think Chicago's defense is not gonna you know do some damage against the Lions? Yeah, they're overrated. <laughs> All right. Well, from Joe's perspective, Kamara in a plus matchup against the Giants to me. Right. I think Rams Arizona has the potential to be kind of a shootout. Definitely. 
You think that Brady's not going to get some revenge against New England with Chris Godwin in play? Right? Like, it's just like the matchups there, I think, work a little bit better. And he's going to get bolstered a hell of a lot if Dalvin Cook's out another week. If he's out, Madison plays again, he's probably getting 15 to 20. True, yeah. Yeah, you look at his roster now, plus Madison, Hopkins, Sutton. It's looking pretty good. It's looking better than... The 0-3 team. It, it could be a 1-4 team. That could be a 1-4 roster. I, of course, will pick myself. Sucker. No, I'm actually picking Joe on this one. I think your matchups are trash. I think you've been performing way above where you should be, specifically just because of DeAndre Swift's passing. I think you're going to have a coming down to earth and I think you're going to sure. end up like a four or five seed. I'm booking it right now, Tom. You're hey, mid. I'm in the playoffs. You're mid. Like Skyline Chili. Like Skyline Chili. You're mid. All right, Kyle, you're also getting a tra- your trade partner. Your 0-3 Vince is facing off with you. Are you starting Tyler Heineke? Is this, is this true? Yes. Are the rumors... Okay, he, that's where we're at. He is my Tyler Heineke boy. and Aaron Rodgers. Why not? Right? Well, we've got those four running backs. Are any of them going to suck Aaron Jones versus Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh's defense hasn't been too shabby. But Derrick Henry is going to run all over <laughs> the Jets. Eckler, Las Vegas. I mean, Las Vegas has been pushing the ball downfield. I imagine Eckler will have to keep up. And what do you think about Green Bay's run defense? Or I guess Najee Harris is like two wide receivers in one with getting 20. He'll, I guess he'll, he'll do everything. So none of your running backs worry me. The rest of your roster doesn't matter. Yeah. So maybe that thing is, is like I have the four running backs. I assume... Thielen will be yeah. you know. And if my quarterbacks get me both fifteen, then that's an that's an upgrade, Tom. If I have two quarterbacks that get me above ten points, that is that is me performing above average. So again, on Vince's side, let's take a look here real quick. He does have some really nice matchups. So Joe Mixon, yeah, Joe Mixon, baby. What's more exciting than uh than Bengals that are favored to win? Right. <laughs> yeah, I, that's something. But I mean, I really, I think this is going to come down to how good is Josh Allen against Houston to me, because it's like Josh Allen, if he if he puts up a dud, right? It's like I feel like Vince's team, like Josh Allen, has to get at least twenty points for Vince to even stand a chance. Right. You know, and it's like I just, I think he might have a slightly harder time. Like people are having difficult times against Houston right now. Right, like Houston. Houston is an enigma. Yeah, Houston's an enigma, but ultimately, not much to say here. While he has a couple of players I'm interested in, I think his Buccaneers are all going to go off. I think you know George Kittle is not necessarily a bad play against Seattle. I'm going to pick me because I just I'm loving my team this year. Yeah, and I know it's going to come crashing down, so I have to enjoy it while I can. Right, that's what I hope was hoping. I'll pick you as well. This is going to be ugly. Alrighty. So, Tom? The rest are two and ones, aren't they? Um, no. Or at least part, yeah. 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 
I guess we got the one, one. Let's get the one, one, and two over, which might actually be our game of the week. No, that's not our game of the week. Let's get the one and two matchup. That is Castro versus Patterson. Castro, obviously, the one and two. Patterson, two and one. Kind of on a hot streak here, looking pretty good. Who do you got in this matchup? Yeah, so I think the big thing for us is we haven't seen what uh, Dalvin Cook's status is yet. Assuming he plays, I like Castro. If he does not play, I think it's going to be Patterson. The big thing here is it's like this game is is big for setting stage on what the Chumps division is going to be. It can push Castro down to give Vince a chance to claw his way out of the basement. Or... Castro wins and a Vince loss that puts Vince two weeks behind trying to play catch up. That's not great, assuming he loses. Um, but you look over. The, I think the big thing is I don't know. I haven't heard anything about AJ Brown's status yet. He left that game uh, right. last Sunday, you know, with a hamstring. And even when he's playing, he hasn't been spectacular by any means this year. Still better than Alan Robbins. <laughs> it's great. Um, and the, the only thing that really kind of scares me on his team outside of A.J. Brown I think Cleveland's defense is really good it's really going to put together a test against the Vikings offensive line that they rehab this year because if Kirk Cousins and Jordan Jefferson are struggling it's hard to see a, an outcome in which he wins right Like we're still new to Saquon having really good weeks again you know yeah, was that the first time? Is that the only time? Was that a blip? Or or has he over the hump and he's full go and the Giants have figured out how they're going to move the ball and use him? Or is the juggernaut that is New Orleans going to spit him out? Yeah, so this one's going to be a little bit tough. Ultimately, I think when it comes down to it, some of the matchups on Patterson. I mean, nothing's more important than does Cook play or not. Right. That's the biggest. Like, because it's like I'm almost struggling to find anything nearly as important as that. Yeah, it's just like if if Cook's out and Mitchell's out, then Castro doesn't have much hope. So we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, I will say the one thing on my team I think is hilarious though is Castro having still given me like Castro really could have used Derrick Henry right now, right? Like. Oh, God, yeah. How good would Derrick Henry be right now? So, again, thank you, Castro. You're, you're my buddy. Thank you for trades. Totally These people sorry. are just throwing away wins. <laughs> That's literally what's happening. And none of them are given to me. Sound a little bit better, Tom. But I'm going Patterson with the win to get the 3-1. What are you doing? Really, I, I believe in Dalvin Cook's health status. Because... Castro wins. Got that classic chump versus chump. But two and ones now, baby. Let's run through them. Yeah, so let's go with the. You know what? I'm gonna. We're gonna change it up a bit. We're gonna go Wilson versus Garrett. There you go. Yeah, let the chumps shine a little bit at the end of the podcast. Well, I think that yeah, this this game might be higher scoring between Wilson and Garrett. Of course. Um. Both of these teams should be fine going forward as we get to play the the, the chumps. Uh, but really, it's like... Yeah, won't that be great? <laughs> you, you would think. 
Um, <laughs> so from Wilson's team here, he has some of my you know favorite matchups overall in the week. Jalen Hurts has been fantastic this year from a value perspective. Going up against Kansas City, I'm assuming that game is going to just be big plays. Like, I, There's nothing about Kansas City's defense that makes me think that they can contain kind of a scrambling quarterback. Right. You know, I, I really like um, Robinson against Cincinnati this week. Urban Meyer now seems, for whatever reason, more willing to give him a lion's share of the touches. So, I mean, last week, I think alone, he had almost 20, almost. Yeah, and, and he did say, like, in a press conference, like, we're going to give him more carries. Yeah. Like, we're going to give him more of the ball. And then you would hope that the Bears do a little bit better against Detroit? <laughs> and if anything, um, if anything's going to work on that offense, it's probably the running game <laughs> there. Um, I mean, we're at the point where Nagy has said that Nick Foles is in the running to start again. Big Dick Nick? Yeah. And it's, it's being... They're all available options. No one's, oh, Bears so bad. Bears so bad. But they can at least, you know, like, I mean, Detroit's bad. They should be able to just, if they can get a, a good drive going, is, no. Or is Detroit scrappy? Look at look at how they played good. Oh, I mean, they're so fucking scrappy. They're, they they're a cornered rat. They're a cornered rat, but they're still <laughs> a bunch of rats. From Garrett's perspective, I've only got a couple things that really concern me. So he's got a lot of players on his team that are like boom or bust potential. So it's like Gibson without his big plays has been not getting the value the volume to like make it worth it. Granted, I think he'll get you know something against Atlanta who just looks so bad. But like Jamar Chase, if you take away his like you know one big play a game the last three weeks, he he just doesn't have the target share in Cincinnati's offense. Granted, he clearly has a connection with Joe Burrow. Like, that, that much sound, but it's like, if he just doesn't, if he, if he makes a drop, you know, it's like, that's, you know, nine-point difference, kind of, in what he does that. And then, you know, CeeDee Lamb has been, eh, he started off really good, his game against Philly last night, not great. I just, and then Allen Robinson, nobody, we have, he's looking yeah. at like a question mark, I have no idea what's going to happen. Who knows, maybe Garrett decides, you know, Chase Claypool, or if Antonio Brown gets back off of the COVID list, he could come in. Or, you know, again, there are people on the waiver wire to pick up this week. You know, everybody wants Hubbard. Uh, he's flying around in the chat. Who knows, maybe Garrett throws $100 to get Trump, Trump, or Hubbard and just shove it in Wilson's face. Very well could, yeah. But... At the end of the day, who do you got here? Who, who's going three and one, and who's going two and two in the, the champs division? At this moment, I'm going Wilson for the upset. I, oh. I really like his quarterbacks this week. I really like Tannehill against the Jets, and I really like Jalen Hurts against Kansas City. I like I like Garrett's his boomer bust, like you said are not going against very competitive teams. I think they'll get, like, Taylor will get involved. Gibson versus Atlanta. You know, Jamar Chase versus Jacksonville. Maybe A-Rob will 
be fine against measly Detroit. Yeah, maybe. I, I think I think Garrett will do just fine, despite yes having some players who are very capable, very capable of duds. Don't think he gets too many duds to lose. Garrett's my pick. Which leads us to our game of the week. Game of the week. We very have. good chance. You know, the win- if, you know, Patterson facing Castro in a tough matchup, if Patterson doesn't win, these are the only two and one teams in the Chumps division. This is a battle for the division. Yeah, whoever wins, I believe, this game will end up as the number one seed, is how it's currently right now. Just because Patterson's had some poor performances, unless Patterson just, you know, dominates or whatever. But more than likely the winner of Acosta versus Sir Luco, the Foxy Grandpas versus Dak is back back again. Um, winner of this game likely is going to take a lead of the Chumps division at the quarter season mark. Now, Tom, what's the first things you notice about this one? What stands out to you individually? You know, I, I see two well-known and kind of underperforming running backs on most sides. You got Clyde Edwards, Despair, and Zeke across from each other. Now, Zeke versus Carolina, who apparently Carolina has been, along with New Orleans, one of the shockers for being a very, very solid defense. So I don't expect a big performance from Zeke now. Edwards had his first 100-yard rushing rushing game of the year, starting to look on the up, despite being, you know, pro football focus is like worst running back. He was like 70th running back uh, going into the week. Maybe Edwards has turned the corner here. What do you think, Kyle? This is a really hard one for me to pick anything on. Here's here, like here's the thing. There's a lot of players on both teams. I have zero confidence in. They can perform <laughs> extremely well and like be a top five performance of the week. But it's like really the only ones I know who are gonna show up. I know, you know, couple poop. What Brandon Cooks and Dalen Waller are those are studs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, those, I are, those are our studs. Let's let's be honest. I mean, like I, yeah, Brandon I, I Cook, like, they've both been more reliable than than uh, Tyreek Hill has. Yeah, I better be like I, on the other side. It's more like I really like you know cup of poop. Like you tell me, tell you. Oh yeah! Oh my God! So much cup of poop. Like again, he's been target monsters. Not good, just Matt yeah. Stafford's best friend. Yes, much to the uh, dismay of one Bobby Trees. I really, <sighs> I, again, like if AJ Brown doesn't play, Julio should get beat a lot of targets this game. Scary Terry against Atlanta, like, I want to believe, because Atlanta is so bad, but who knows with Heineken, or Heineke, however you say his name. Heineke. But the real question, is Justin Fields actually going to play for Acosta? My guess no. is no. No. How is he even... <laughs> If did I, he start him? He didn't start him last week, did he? No, or no, he did. He yeah, he did. He did. He did. If I how many points, if, how if many I, points did Justin Fields get? He got like three. Oh, three point nine. Okay, okay. He's lucky he doesn't get you know for giving up those sacks, which you know, yes, you can put those a lot on the offensive line, but but but, but if I'm 
if I am, you know, Acosta, right? My whole goal yeah. here is I just I don't care, you know, about boomer bust. I think Sir Luco is more apt to go boomer bust. I don't think you have to try to get the high scoring game. I think you have to have a high floor. Right. Put in Cordell Patterson. Put in Mike Davis. You know, this is Give the you... black and blue chumps division. This is this is defense first, ground and pound, three yards and a cloud of dust. You know, one eleven to one fifteen fantasy football. And it's right? like, all right, what... you gotta you gotta pay for one fifteen. It doesn't matter if you think you got a chance at you know one forty like those crazy you know champs division folks. No, you gotta get your one fifteen. I totally agree. Get the guys getting targets, not the guys getting touchdowns. Like here's the thing, right? If he's worried, if he's worried about losing Justin Fields, this is not the person who's gonna steal him. So Luco already has Carson Wentz and James off on his bench. Like he doesn't need a, a fifth quarterback. Totally. You know, it's just like go go for the floor, Acosta, for the love of God. That being said, I this is the hardest pick for me of the week, Tom. Who you got? I agree. I do agree that this is going to be a tough, hard-fought matchup. But I got Toluco. I do. I don't really know why. I, I guess I'm going. I, I'm going Acosta. I'm not not confident in it. I picked Toluco a lot this year. I I'm going Acosta though. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> But, like, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe he gets a surprising win, and then, you know, who knows? Maybe he ends this year with a winning record for once, Tom. Wow. You know what? You know what would be real out of place? What? Acosta in the champs division. That, yes. That would... <laughs> Goodbye, division of death. But we just got to enjoy this season as much as we can, Kyle. Because this is this is this is one of the gonna be one of the craziest. Even if league wide, there's nothing you know that outrageous yet. It still already has been tactically, emotionally, one of the best fantasy seasons we've ever had. Whatever it takes, I know we can make it through. That was your. 